This is the Educational Triage Podcast. Welcome. We invite you to come along with us on an exploration of interviews, issues, and other exciting and relevant topics in education, especially alternative education. They say alternative education is a laboratory for mainstream education. Why? Well, join us every week and listen in as Philip Summers and I, Tony Hunt, jump in feet first to discuss issues that may affect our classes, students, communities, as well as our teaching. Please subscribe if you enjoy and find relevance in what you experience here. And if you haven't left a quick review, please do. We appreciate your candor and insights so we can improve as we move forward. Now, let's see what's on board today. And welcome back. We are here again talking about assessment this week. But before we do, um, oh, I forgot to introduce my lovely co-host. Oh, aloha. Aloha. His name is the lovely co-host, Philip. You are the lovely co-host, yes. Um, how's your week going? It's going swell. Good. Swell as weeks go. Good, good, good. Are you getting all your holiday shopping done? Oh, no. No, no, no. You wait till no. the last minute? No, I'm mining all my holiday shopping this year. No, no. Instead of making it, I'm going to mine it. No, no, I, I generally kind of make my own presents. Last year, oh. I made calendars for all my, my relatives and put all my relatives' birthdays in it. And then pithy little things like uh, it's National Vanilla Pudding Day and national you know buttered oh nice yeah Yeah, it was fun they enjoyed it nice yeah i i can't say what i'm getting everybody no because that would ruin it that's why i told told you what i got them last year yeah (laughs) well last year i bought everybody viore oh so um i went out on a limb and (laughs) when i got home they all said these are the nicest clothes I've ever put on. These are wonderful. Nice. I wouldn't, they didn't take them off. Slept so, in them and everything. I, well, I think, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm imagining that at some point they probably did take them off and wash them. <laughs> not, while, not washing them while they are in the shower. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, no. Um, okay. So we're getting back so that we can finish the... Exemplary practices and self-assessment or program assessment for people. Yes. yes. We were at eight, as I recall. We are on eight. Sweet. And I'm going to, once again, put these down into the show notes so that people have them. And this week I have the lovely Autumn by my side. She's going through a Camille-like temperament. So she needs a lot of attention and longing for Papa there. Yeah, Samson's doing the same thing. So, okay. So here we go. Exemplary practices number eight. Last week, we I think the last thing we talked about was the um, transition. Yes. Making okay. sure those were in the the pro- they're proper and smooth and connected. Right, and very much like an IEP. 
Yeah. Okay. Family engagement. Yeah, we spoke about that many times, true. We have. Um, an exemplary, non-traditional, or alternative school actively involves parents and guardians beyond parent-guardian-teacher meetings. So the times that you communicate with the parents should not just be because you have to. Yeah, like little so-and-so is not doing so well. <laughs> that is not a good relationship to have with parents. One thing I tried to do was write two or three positive emails out a week. Wow. To parents. And one kid oh, came one kid came one in and one one kid came in and he said, um, okay. thank you for sending that to my mom. And I said, Oh, she got the email and he said, Yeah, he said she was crying when I got home. And I said, Why? And he said, because she's never received a good email about me ever. And this just made her feel as though we've found the right place. <laughs> yeah, that's the danger sometimes. You make some parents cry or something. Hey, it really touches them. Well, the students and all you're all doing know, is telling the truth, too, really. Well, yeah, but the students all knew that my job was to make everybody cry. Oh, well, you're one of those teachers. <clears throat> Yeah. Okay, okay, I wasn't one of those teachers. Yeah. I, I, I didn't want to make them cry out of um, out of being upset. It was yeah. more oh, like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Out of, like, touching the right heartstring. That yeah. kind of crying. Yeah. Yeah. Look. Yeah. Did, did you see what you got? Yes. Are you going to cry? No. <laughs> oh, come <laughs> on. Yeah, you that. are. You're going to cry, aren't you? No. Oh, come to think of it. Yeah. But there were times that they got me too. So that's okay. when I usually got them first when they got me first. <laughs> but you not only have to build a relationship with the students, but you gotta build them with the kid with the parents. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's some crazy yeah, I some yeah. I, I just remembered a bunch of stuff. Go. <laughs> if you want to have great stories, get to know the parents and the guardians. Yeah. Sometimes they are better than going to the movies. I had there was one parent we were doing a conference, he was looking up the F4 Phantom that we had built and I hang in my ceiling. And he looked up, he looked at me in the eye, he goes, I was a gibbon, one of those. <laughs> it was guy in back, and I went, You were a gibbon in F four? He goes, Yeah. In Vietnam, and I go, you were a gib and an F four in wow. Vietnam, and I went, wow. It's like, <laughs> I just kind of went, well, then that's kind of a cool thing. I started talking about it, like, okay, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's this <laughs> got great stories. You learn so much from parents as well. Yeah, and they're great resources. Yeah, one guy started. Uh, he actually took a bunch of kids on the weekend of this uh, that were going to school in, in this son made friends with two others and started fixing cars in the weekend and they were talking about it and they learned a lot. Like wow. I was jealous. It went on for like a year or so. Holy cow. I was really jealous. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Non-judgmental solution-based approaches that incorporate parents and guardians as respected partners. There you go. There you go. Partners throughout the student's length of stay at the school are emphasized in non-traditional and alternative programs, that we they are partners. We actually gave them credit for that too, because we had them write it out. We had the dad sort of frame it as what they were doing, had the kids frame it, write it out as a curriculum guide. And then mm -hmm. we gave them credit for that. 
Oh, that's cool. Yeah. The school works with parents and guardians to provide proper training and support to advance the learning and personal success of each student in the program. Now, that could be done in a variety of ways. Mm -hmm. um, each is kind of a... As... as I must have misunderstood that thing. They work with the parents in order to help each student be successful. Yeah, I mean, some so of the, the parents were more involved than others, and some parents just right. weren't involved at all. And yeah, you know, and so you spread the wealth where you can. You know, I had a parent. I had a parent who was actively involved in sabotaging the kids' schooling. Oh yeah, yeah, I've had those too. But that's and case, you know. and you know, I finally said, look, your kid needs mm -hmm. to make it to school on time and be here for a full day for the next three weeks in order to remain in the program. Thinking, stupid me, that that would get them into the routine. But then, at the end of three weeks, the kid went right back to the old ways. And the mom said, you only said three weeks. <laughs> and I thought, holy cow. So I finally told her, I said, look, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk to you, I'm gonna talk to the kid. Yeah. And I did, and I said, look, you have to be here earlier because you have to go out to your internship you have to do these things well mom and or she's going to have to leave the program the counselor came in backed me up <clears throat> which yeah. really shocked me because that counselor um wasn't one who would normally back something like this up we had to pull the law and some students look it's against well, the law then the administrator of the school well, then the administrator got involved and said, you can't do that. And I said, look, the, the kid needs to go to the internship. Well, how about the mom drives the kid to the internship and picks the kid up? And I said, so when is the kid in school? Oh, do they need to be in school? And I said, I want you to think about what you just asked me. <laughs> they don't understand what your program was in. Okay. Oh, well, but if that's you another matter altogether. <laughs> I mean, it was... Hmm. I, I felt like I had taken a drug and wasn't able to hear things right. Well, like I said, now, when we went through it, I was working with a group that just said, it's against the law for you not to come to school. You're coming mm -hmm. to school. I'm sorry, right. you're coming to school. Right. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. so they said, they said, well, we're not willing to do these things. We're not willing to. So the kid ended up going back into the mainstream mm -hmm. And they're, they're, I'm going to say. Didn't succeed. The person who was in charge of their learning looked at me in a meeting and proclaimed that I had just grabbed the kid and thrown them out mercilessly from our program. <laughs> Kicked them out. My and I said, you have no clue what you're talking about. I, and because I had spoken to them numerous times how do i work with this parent and this kid <laughs> Sometimes and they're like you're not going to yes. be able to good luck with all of that yeah so it i mean it was a lose-lose situation in that case and the administrator just sat there and said you can't throw that kid out of your program i told you and i thought it was an example of number two or three everyone on the same page from the superintendent <laughs> on down wasn't it i mean yeah. clearly isn't that an example right. of what was going on right because right. like I said in my day, they just said, listen, 
it's, it's against the law for you to be out of school. So we have to work this out. You just can't not come to school. You, your job is school. It's your number one job. We used to say that's your job. Our job well, is to be here. Your job is to be here. Well, there's a bit of, there was a bit of not Schadenfreude, but, um, Munchausen syndrome that was going on with that family as well. I mean, oh, it was just, gosh, then. There was, it, it, it was just that gets a, a little of, Larry. <laughs> yeah. Like as in layers. Yeah. Yeah. Then, yeah. Then it gets a little different, but we had some kids, sometimes it's just family commitments. They just say, well, I need them home taking care of the kids, you know, because they had other kids. It's like, yes, but that's not fair to the child whose education is being jeopardized. No, this, this had to do with another child who did not live in the home. Uh, who yeah. was still reliant on the parents oh, needing medical like attention on a constant basis and going to the hospital on a constant basis oh. and them needing the other kid to babysit at the hospital Oh, that's and not getting home until 5 a.m. Several days a week. Ooh. I mean, it was, yeah. and still, it's against the law not to come to school. <laughs> Well, bottom yeah. line is still they got to come to school. We'd say. Well, they have to participate in some manner. Yeah. And that's what my big thing was, was that in order to be in our program, you have to actively participate. Your program's different. You have to actively participate. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's so, basis, yeah. Okay. Number nine. Collaboration. Oof. Yeah. I I'm tried not... to say that. I tried to say that kind of like Boris Karloff, but it didn't come out right. Boris just watch how the Grinch stole Christmas a couple times and you'll speak just like Boris. <laughs> I knew that it was him too for years. <laughs> I when I was a kid, they watched Frankenstein on TV and then I knew it was him talking that one. <laughs> Same guy. Knows. You know, there's that guy, Every who that guy down in Whoville liked Christmas. It was it's great. My granddaughter's like all of two and she just loves that. Oh, anyway, it's a great, um, it's I know fantastic. something really captivating. Um, collaboration is very important. It is. Um, it is partnerships, yeah. partnerships with community agencies, businesses, and groups based on trust, open communication, clearly defined goals, and shared yeah. responsibility at exemplary non-traditional or alternative schools. Yeah. So, well, I was thinking. That, Go ahead. The one I can think of right away is the one that was at the high school. High school net. <laughs> if I can name the school, I could do it. But the, their mascot was a tiger. And so it was oh. tiger net. And uh, that was like computers that came in, computer parts that came in, electronics that came in. And these students built these things and they went out. And right. it was geek city down there. It was like electronic heaven these kids knew much more than they should have really oh and some of them went on to doing some incredible <laughs> stuff for many you know computer engineering and everything else um, i'm thinking yeah seriously high-tech stuff dod stuff now there was um there was a person on site council that uh -huh. you and i were both on uh -huh. who ended up running a computer company and had one of our students working with him to as a startup. Oh, there you and go. So there were newspaper articles, all kinds of stuff about this kid mm -hmm. because there were so many, there was so much. Now, I also taught a couple of kids who were um, non-ceremoniously expelled because they they knew they do too much for their own good. So they were calling 
they were calling people from their computers um, and they created pass pass badges district badges they copied those on the computers I don't know how and so they went around to different buildings um, and let themselves in oh, and I they were finally that. caught um, but we're, we're a little off we're, we're getting a little off well, because one of my fellow <laughs> staff members took photoshop and started making fake id badges they didn't work but like elmer oh, fudd oh, like he, yes. made, he made one of me who's like i think don johnson or something it's like what is this dude it was I like, want to oh, show you. there it is yes that's the one we have tony connery there it is. That's the ones. That's what the root of it is. These kids are making real ID badges and open them up. So uh, but, he's also did a tech class, by the way. Mm-hmm. So all of our technology and everyone went through technology and they all hated it. And I guarantee you, <laughs> like half of them ended up going to that job market, really enjoying that skill. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah. But but the partnerships that would be the Rotary Club. That would be yeah. working with with maybe some social services that yeah. are in the area that might be working in collaboration with, um, I think I brought up at one point that we were talking yeah. with some HVAC companies who were going to work the kids and put them through the system and train them and intern that, them yeah. so that they could get their um, certifications. Um, just, you know, being able to do that. We worked with one manufacturer and they started training kids so that they could hire them. And then what they would be able to do is start them out part-time, bring them in full-time. And once the kids were full-time, then that opened them up to free college tuition. Good, good plus, opportunity. Plus everything else in order to help them get where they needed to be. Yeah, there's also a high school up here, up north, Henrietta Lacks High School, mm-hmm. uh, medical Bio, right. med, biomedical and medical center right it's right. by the medical center so in in vancouver isn't it yes it is it's actually yeah i, I yeah substituted there and that's vancouver usa people vancouver usa not vancouver british columbia okay collaborative efforts enhance the student's performance in the school home and the community so my program mm-hmm. did this pretty well, I would say, because they went out to internships mm-hmm. with different people out in the community. Yeah. Um, we also worked in, in the program with that you took over. Um, we had Portland State coming in. We worked with community groups to come in and work with us. Goodwill, we actually had Goodwill mm-hmm. come in and they taught resume workshops and oh, interview really? workshops. So, yeah. And um, it was fantastic because they had the they had the people to do it and they would come in and they did that for free. So it was a really good skill for kids to learn how to write the resume, um, all the other parts. And the students really looked forward to yeah. them coming in. That would be um, good skill to have from somebody we, from there. Yeah. We also worked with OSHA and we would have people come in, they volunteered and they came in and they trained our kids for OSHA 10. So when our kids graduated, they could have the OSHA 10 card. You know, you were talking earlier about uh, making mistakes and not being afraid to make mistakes. And I right. had a couple of side laughs. And now I'm going to reveal why I did. One of our community services, we had the sign, you know, 
road pickup courtesy of the school. Mm -hmm. And one of the first mistakes we made was we let one group uh, lag behind and they found a shopping cart and they threw it over the bridge down into the river. No, the creek, the creek, not a river. <laughs> so, yeah. And we learned really quickly that everyone had to kind of stay together because yeah, we had to go back and fish it out with like one of us and four of the kids. And yeah, we had heard that, you know, so-and-so and so-and-so took a shopping cart and took it and dropped it over the bridge. And so I laughed about that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm willing to make mistakes. Mistake number one, first day they, they did what? <laughs> So yeah, that was one of our. Oh things. my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> um, community service. We also had internships at city halls. Oh, that's a yeah. That we never ever got that done. I wanted to um, get that done. Never got that done. I heard well, you did that. Yeah, we did that. Um, yeah. We had somebody go in and because they were bilingual, so they helped out with translations. Yeah, I wanted to get that done with Poli Sci, but some of the teacher had that. Um, we had another city hall that was down the street as well. And so kids were able to go in there and they were every, every department wanted to work with them. And so I kind of had an in with that because one of the people who works at the city yeah. hall, one of the mucky mucks, um, was one of my battle buddies in CrossFit. Ah, did so, you have a kid who liked to wear suits? Every now and again, you have a kid who likes to wear suits. And so no. Oh, like they go to City Hall. There's one kid who he liked to wear suits and pretend he was a businessman. Oh. So he's doing that kind of stuff. But, I, I mean, it didn't meet. I met him up north here. But he but there are there are different things that kids can do, and you can always get credit for it. They yeah. can always have credit for it. So there are internships with police departments. The FBI has an academy during oh. the summer, didn't know and that. that kids can go into. Um, there's just a wealth of different opportunities for kids um, and for schools to learn from, you know, different industries. So the best thing to do is whenever you go someplace or you're talking to somebody, talk to them. I used to go to a business um, group and I'd go to the dinners and then they'd started having lunches. And it was hard for me to pretend that I was... <laughs> Pretend, yeah, I was supposed to be working and I couldn't just run down there and do this two hour lunch. Yeah, right. um, but I recruited tons of people to come in and just talk to the kids about what they did in their business. I had people come in and do the science fair. I had people who came in to Lord knows. I think we've talked about that. Yeah. So um, the collaborative partnership promotes opportunities for life skills, soft skills, service learning and career exploration for all students. Yep. So I'm, I'm also talking about uh, I sh they should add career innovation as well. Given that 70 percent of the jobs that are going to exist in the next 20 in 20 years, we haven't even thought about it. So right. innovation is one of those. That means that these kids got to make these jobs up. Quick. Right. Right. So no, yeah. you're right. <laughs> I'm kind of scared for it. No, I could, I think it's, it means that they can do what they want to do. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I think they want to make money. So they got to get really innovative, but yeah, that means you can do what you want to do. And there's some pretty innovative ways. There's some guys making women, making money, doing the craziest stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we used to have a company here called Ridwell and they recycle everything that, 
waste management won't. Oh, there you go. And well, hold on. Because they used to have these big bags and you'd put all your styrofoam in there. And they would come up and they would collect, I think it was every week or every other week. And you would have bags and you would just click on the fact that you had all this stuff and just let them know pretty much what you thought you were going to have. They'd take fluorescent bulbs. They would take all kinds of stuff. And the county had a contra- had an exclusive contract with waste management. And so they booted them out. And so they still have pop-ups. But they're not charging. And so... Um, you can still take your stuff to them. Well, but, you know. Yeah. Well, there's also people like Red Bull, for example. Red Bull has employees that do crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All kinds of crazy stuff and skateboards and helicopters and, you know, winning suits and you name it. And they pay these people to do this. Right. So who would have thought of being a wingsuiter would be a profession, but apparently. Well, if you're made a profession. Well, yeah, but somebody had to. The, look, wingsuiters figured it out first they wingsuit and then they go, hey, uh-huh. I can make a job out of this. That was, you know, formed. There's well, all kinds of things that happen. Yeah, it's really strange how the world makes money out of money, but people are in on it. They're doing what they love to do. I'm saying that people are doing what they love to do, regardless of whether it's jumping off a cliff or coming up with a business. There are all kinds of stories. And I always tell my students that. And they come right. up with the greatest ideas. I can't even fathom myself, but well, go, one yeah, of our, that's a great idea. One of our students wants an influencer, and so he started up. Uh, he started up. Uh, I think it's an Instagram or a TikTok. And my colleague told me about it, and I said, "Well, good for him." And he said, "Dude, he is never going to get anywhere. He's only got like six people." And I said, "That's six more than you do." That's true. You never know. I said, at least he has the guts to go out there. And he said, oh, he'll never go anywhere. And I said, why are you even here? Why are you even here if you're not going to support the kids in their dreams? Let them have their dreams. Let them go for it. Push it. I mean, failure is part of learning. Don't say don't say it's not. It's not. And the kid hasn't failed. He just hadn't. he, He didn't have his boots hadn't really left the ground yet. Right. I mean, it's just a step along the journey. Who's to say whether so, it was a failure or a win? Right. Who knows? Yeah. Right. Let the kid walk okay. the path. Okay. So community representatives have a role in the planning and resource development of the non-traditional or alternative school. That's an interesting one. It is. How would you do that? Would you put them like on a site council? Would you? We tried the site council. And well, I didn't well, see any difference. Well, I was on a site. I was put on a site council. We had one meeting and then we went to lockdown and it never reared its head again because oh, no. I think the principal realized that um, it wasn't something that he could rule from a throne. Oh, no. That he needed to have input from everybody. Yeah, and and so I went to site council for like two years. That was tanked. And um but we used to have I a never really good thought it. Yeah, I, and I, I didn't see any difference. I, I did well. The site council was nice to get to know the people in the high school because I worked off site, but I was still part of the high school umbrella. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't improve. It did improve my relationship with the high school personally. 
but I don't know if it improved the performance of the um, alternative school because everyone kind of knew everybody anyway. It was strange. It was very open communication in this, that day and age anyway. I think that's what it was. I think the open communication and that the parents and the community members were constantly looking for ways that they could participate and help right. out. Yeah, it was, it was like it was we're always planning form. anyway. Right. It, it was a good forum. And this this was when we were on the same site council. Oh, yeah. And, and, and everyone was thinking about the same vision. Mm-hmm. It was really because that, had, too. Right, because we had the parents, we had the staff, we had administrators, we had community we had members, we had and we were all talking parents. about yeah. it was the shared vision and the shared goals. That's that's the exactly big. what it was. So mm-hmm. it didn't matter whether we got together and talked about it or not. We always just had it. But it gave us yeah. a platform. It gave everyone a platform in which they could say, yeah. here's my contribution. Yep. Yeah, I remember. yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. And so because you never know. I mean, you, you and I have well, you and I have active brains, but yeah, by no means are we going to be able to come up with everything that everybody else can do. I mean, right. we might be able to come up with some minute particle of some atom of somebody's thought. To get the answer correctly, we'd have to go back to the moment, bring those people here and go, let's talk about that. You know, what happened and and you know did we make a difference and mm-hmm. what happened then that would be a really fascinating conversation to have it would be in in hindsight yeah okay practice 10.0 ah 10 program evaluation mm. Mm. Boom, 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 boom. well ours was always um you know the standards of the graduation and within the graduation comes the credits before the standards were added mm-hmm. and within that there was nothing less than a c well for, for classes we... and they, that fit in the criteria well i think those are your standards yeah the standards were then the two writing tests and the math test or the right the right not, but that's the, not programming writing, writing and math. that's not program evaluation oh okay then that would be just the, the standards that would be just the credits then would it so yeah just generally speaking. so we're looking at one systemic program evaluations for oh. continuous school improvement okay. are conducted at exemplary non-traditional or alternative schools. Mm-hmm. Data triangulation is employed with three different sources of data, program implementation ratings, student achievement data, mm-hmm. and student parent surveys. We did surveys. Yeah, we did too. Um, and what's really interesting is there were there were surveys that were given to students and there was I put I compiled all this data that was there and somebody dropped the ball because between 2004 and 2010 we had all kinds of data coming in mm-hmm of students, where they were going, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Then after that time, until about 2000 and I'm going to say 15 or 16, I guess it was 16, we had nothing. And then we were, and then I was trying to compile more data 
and put all that in because it had to do with demographics. It had to do with um, where they were going, how long they were there, different pieces of who was actually coming to the program and what were they getting out of it? Were they, how successful they were. And what I discovered was that the population, the demographics of the population were, when the program first started, it was predominantly white and middle-class. And within just a few years, um, once they started taking the data by 2010, that had flipped. And it was primarily Pacific Islanders um, and Latino with some, with some black and very few Asians. Yes, it was. That's what my eyes told me and my heart and everything. Mm-hmm. I didn't take the data, but that's what I saw. It looked like it just right. flipped the other way. Yeah. 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 And for you to say that, I was like, wow, data that proved it. I, I remember it too. And they were saying that there was also around that time, just after saying that the majority of um, the expulsions were mm-hmm. start, like were also um, students of color. Yeah. And they were going, oh, that's no coincidence, is it? It's like, no, it's not a coincidence. No. It's a backlash of mm-hmm. sorts. Yeah, it's... It's a cultural misidentification of behavior and, and just a complete, it's, yeah, I could see it coming. Well, the self-assessment of the mainstream should be, yeah. what aren't we getting right? Yeah. That makes them not, what aren't we, do, what aren't we doing? We must be doing something. There's no self-awareness. There's no self-awareness. It's we are this big machine and we're not going to tweak it. We got to figure out how are we going to make them comply? Well, in in the alternative section, when we saw that, I saw that I had no problem adjusting. It's just like, oh, you're just another person that came through, you know, and the story's changed. I had a real fun time with the identification because one day I had this conversation with these girls and they were saying, this one girl said Los School Bus. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. I go, well, there's some Spanglish for you, Los School Bus. <laughs> she goes, and she came back to the corner. She goes, well, she's Mexican-American. She goes, oh, I'm Mexican. I go, oh, are you, were you born in America? She goes, yes. I go, no, you're American then. She goes, no, I'm Mexican. I go, okay, when you go to Mexico, what do they call you? <laughs> oh, they call me American. I go, bingo. I go, you're as, you're as American as they come. You are a first-generation American making up a whole new America. <laughs> I go, welcome to America, and thank you very much for your culture. This is America. You're, you're doing you it. You know, there are – this is going off on yeah. a rabbit hole, but there are people yeah. who really don't see themselves as American. Well, they, they – yeah, but that's and the best. I had a, yeah, yeah. Oh, I had a student. I had a student, <laughs> and he was he was having a really hard time. I know time. why. And he said, and I said, so what are you doing? He said, well, I have to go down. I'm going to go see my parents for Christmas. And I said, okay, so let me know when you get back into town. When are you planning on coming back? And he told me, and I said, okay, great. And he said, because I'm going to have to, I I have to hire a coyote in order to get across the border. And I said, no. I said, no, you don't. I said, do you want a copy of your birth certificate? He said, you don't have my birth certificate. I said, actually, I do. 
I have a copy of it. And I said, you can get across the border because you're an American citizen. He goes, no, I am not. No, I am not. Oh, that's so he ended up paying. He ended up paying between three and five thousand dollars to get across the border. What? And then he had to fly to Baltimore. And oh, then no he finally problem. flew back over here. Yeah. And so it took him forever. And I looked at him and, and everybody is saying, why is he doing that? I said, I have no clue. Oh, I that's really... just, yeah. The, my, my point is simply that, of course, it's, you know, yeah, they're American. They're like first generation making up a new America. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely. And that we've all done that. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what. Low school bus. I just thought that is awesome. <laughs> low school oh, there's, bus. Yeah. See, I haven't heard Spanglish in a long time. Yeah, it. Yeah, it's funny when it comes out. Yeah, and it's just a whole new thing. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Okay, okay. All sources of data are gathered and used to assess quality, provide a course for improvement, and direct future activities of the school. Always. We had to do a lot of adapting. Mm-hmm. Future activities. Some of them were worthwhile. Some weren't. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Okay. School counseling. An exemplary professional school counseling program that serves non-traditional or alternative students, targets academic performance, mm-hmm. is grounded in research-based practices, and addresses the current and future needs of students. Counselors always in with the staff, right? Right. Right. Because all of our case management meetings included the mm-hmm. counselor. Right. And then, um, so basically, you want to make sure that the kid, that we're looking at the kid holistically. Yeah, absolutely. Effective and affective. There's those two little words. In and out. Strategies to enhance student achievement are integrated in exemplary school programs. Yeah. And professional school counselors collaborate with school stakeholders to support best practices, articulate instruction, and create effective citizens. And in the other case, too, with staff, create those good boundaries. Because sometimes they give it that information that, uh, you know, oh, Mm -hmm. so-and-so kind of likes the mom and dad things. Oh, okay. Although we could spot that pretty quickly. Yeah, but sometimes... Sometimes, you know, that's a bad example. Well, there are some things that are right in front of us sometimes, but we'd never know that they were there. That's true, too. And the counselor sometimes today, today, as a point of fact, today, as I was leaving, because I had to go take my car in to be serviced. I was looking everywhere for my phone, (laughs) everywhere. I could not find it. And then finally I sat there and I thought, okay, I'm just going to have Alexa call it. And I walked into the kitchen and I grabbed my little thing of water and I looked down and there was my phone right next to it. I just spent almost 10 minutes ripping things apart in my house, looking for my phone. Sometimes we just don't see the obvious that's right there in front of us. That's true. Yeah. And, um, or maybe we do, but it just, it's, there's a name for that. There is a name and I can't think of it. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. And it's always nice to have somebody who has a different view because sometimes the kids speak with the counselors on a different level. 
then they speak with us. And then sometimes the counselors find out things from us because the kids speak to us on a different level than they will speak to them. It's always good to have a really good counselor on staff. Definitely. Good Definitely. Counselor, Troy. Okay, here's the one that I have a little bit of an issue with, but I understand it. Is it 12? No, we're on 13. How many were there? 15. Oh, 15. Oh, wait. No, we have to do 12. You're right. We didn't do 12. We skipped right. 12. Oh, okay. Then. So if you thought that I was a little wiggy. Okay. School social work. Social work or service work? Social work. But on behalf of students? Or, you know, students doing social work? Let's go through. Let's go through. Let's let's see what they have to say. Oh, yeah, please. Do okay. specify. Oh, I shall. Yes. I shall, good sir. A social work program that is proactive, promotes educational equity, and removes barriers to learning is a characteristic of an exemplary, non-traditional, or alternative school. Yeah. Now, what they how they define social work... Okay, they bring up for 12.1, it's social justice is emphasized by the program. 12.2, social workers demonstrate knowledge of local, state, and federal mandates related to the informed consent, privacy, and confidentiality. And so we're talking about the social workers who are working within the realm of the school. Okay. Practices are consistent with local, state, and federal mandates. The program promotes the academic mission of the non-traditional or alternative school, fostering policies that are responsive, rigorous, and emphasize oh. intervention and prevention services. Uh -huh. And to maintain sustainability, the program is receptive to growth-producing feedback from community stakeholders. Good Lord. Well, here's what I like That's about A lot this. of things there. Because they're targeting, say, one or two people who might be in the environs, and those are the social workers. Mm -hmm. What I like about this is that it takes the social work off the hands of the teachers so that the teachers don't have to do a lot. It's, it frees our hands. Ah. Because how much social work uh, do yes. we do? No, none. I mean, as if, well, yeah, no. A teacher's role is not a social worker. It's it, it's not, but we do become something akin. We should watch not a, to. We should, but the line sometimes gets there, the role gets diluted. But many times there are no social workers mm. who are available. Well, that's true, but well, let me put it this way: to, we should know where to where to direct a student at the line where our profession mm -hmm. ends. Right. And if we go past that line, we are ill-equipped and cannot render the, the, the level of care necessary. Well, for the be, most part, we, we're ill-equipped we and uneducated. Day. Yeah, we're uneducated. And we, it would be like passing into a surgical suite. I'm a teacher. Now I can then suture that wound. No, you can't suture a wound because you're a teacher. Nor can you deliver post-trauma you know, care to right. a student. Yeah. Right. 
you're not qualified to do a thing, but if you know where you can get that, that's gold and that's what mm -hmm. you need to work for. Um, and you could really burn out quick if you try to be that social worker slash teacher. And I think that's, that, that's a definitely a wonderful point because, and I don't mean wonderful that it's brilliant. Wait, I'm coming. I'm saying that wrong. It's a very good point. It's okay. a very salient point. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. It's not brilliant. I mean, I just think that, yeah, I just, it's a point. <laughs> it is. But I think it's brilliant in the fact that it's it has so much clarity and lucidity to oh, it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's, what I, I that's the first time I've ever put it that way. But I've run into that before where I've watched teachers overstep and I'm kind of going, I know your heart's in the right place, but it could pave your way to your demise. You've stepped into a very, you're ill-equipped for that role now. You are it a teacher. It could be a snake pit. This. Right. Yeah. No, you, definitely. You don't know where you're going with that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Definitely. <laughs> okay. 13. Mm -hmm. We're coming down to the end. 15, yes. No, 13. No, but 15 is the end. Right. It's like three. Digital and virtual learning. Oh, yes. An exemplary digital or virtual learning program implemented in a non-traditional or alternative school is accessible via the World Wide Web and in secure facilities. Absolutely. Digital or virtual courses are aligned to state national standards and meet local education agency course content guidelines. Digital and virtual courses are rigorous, prescriptive, and standard and assessment-based. Absolutely. I would, I would venture to add one more point onto that, which is they are not the sole curriculum. Oh, no. And, well, and it, it cannot be basic. It has to be as advanced as you can get it. And here's why. Moore's Law. It doubles, in, it doubles capacity and speed every two years. And that's just keeping up. And to keep our kids with keeping up, we have to do that as much as we possibly can. Get well, as, as current and as, as adventurous in, in electronics. Not just have them on the computer doing research, but having them just really doing digital arts, try to do some digital um, animation, oh. really playing with them. But see, we're also talking about English classes. We're talking about history yeah. classes. We're talking about everything else. So yeah. here's my here's my issue with that. It's because it's such passive learning. Well, but make it like very, very focused. It's not, it's kinetic you learning don't, if you're creating and we should have not create as much as possible. But you're not creating. These are standard canned programs. Oh, no, that, they're not. If you're, if you're using programs that actually let them create, they're, they're doing things. You find the right programs and you don't do it everywhere. But there are major programs. There are programs you can manipulate. And they're, they're not everywhere. But when you do have them, you have them as state-of-the-art as possible. We're talking about multi-billion dollar corporations that are putting these things out oh i'm not i'm not talking about learning software i'm talking about That's current industrial software as state-of-the-art as you can get what's being used out there we don't cater to the kitty software that's canned we go outside the box we don't buy from mcmillan we buy right from the sources and go outside beyond high school I never use sources that came from a canned and see I think the majority of people that are listening to us they are dealing with um oh lord what what the different big programs that there are edgenuity yeah there, oh that 
and Plato. No, that's 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 not what we're talking about. We're talking about having kids create programs and and making digital artwork. And well, see, that's really what you're creating. talking about. Yeah. When I talk to state leaders, they're telling me that the kids are using those programs and that's what they're doing. So oh, much no, like that's the, garbage. Yeah, see, much yeah. like the program that you used to be a part of before mm-hmm. you took over <laughs> yeah. my old program, that's what they do. And they run it the same way. Check in twice a week yeah, and they and good. the kids are doing the work at home on the computer. No, that's not so, computer. That's not use of computers. That's that's actually minimizing the use of computers. Because that's digital and virtual learning. Oh no, I'm sorry, okay. I misspoke. I think I just misspoke because I thought digital and virtual learning meant something. Sorry. Well, it does. <laughs> just not what you want it to. I know, but that was a jab. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good. Be, you know, it's a good joke if you have to explain it. Sorry. <laughs> well, here's the here's the weird thing, and that is. Before they decided that everything had to be our digital learning, the way that they had it for our district, we had curriculum that was self-directed for the kids, that gave them input where they could explore, they could find out more on the world history. They could explore whatever culture they wanted to in the world and learn more about them so they could learn more about their own ancestry. And they could take that even further. They said no. It's a digital textbook. I taught. I taught the ingenuity. I taught ingenuity for yeah. three years. It's a digital right. textbook. That's all it is. It's a digital textbook. Yeah. So okay, yeah. policies and procedures. We're on fourteen point Got it. Current policies and procedures manual that is consistent with the vision and mission of the non-traditional or alternative school, approved approved by the local board of education and articulated to all stakeholders in the form of standard operating procedures, SOPs, is maintained. Okay. That makes sense. Makes sense. I love that. The manual is reviewed and updated on a yearly basis. Yes. The manual is made available in an electronic and hard copy format. Yes. There you go. Okay. Okay. Finally. The last one, one of the most important pieces that we, I promised you last week that we were going to get to this. Okay. Personalized education plan. Oh, yeah. This is the last and yet the greatest. The pep. The individualized curriculum and instruction is implemented using individualized learning plans at exemplary non-traditional or alternative schools. There's no way I can make an acronym out of that. Um, no. <laughs> the individual yeah. student plan targets student achievement, effective and effective growth, social skill of development, and college and career readiness skills. The best of our ability. I would yeah. say, instead of saying college and career, I would have to say that we need to do post-secondary planning. Or what's next, as I used to like to say. We got to get right. you ready for what's next. Right, because yeah. if they're going to go to college, I want them to have I want them to have grant writing skills. I want them to be able to know, you know, to have as much information as they can about the local community colleges, about what are grants, what are the different kinds of grants. Um, yeah, I wanted to teach them about the community college route or the vocational, but 
Yeah, they don't even understand that. Well, they think they have to go right to the U. It's like, no, well, you can go some of them, college cheap. Right, right. And some of them don't want to go to college. They want to do something else. They want to yeah. be an electrician. They want to be a carpenter. Right. How do you and get there? Yeah. But sometimes the local unions will actually train them. Yep. But the community colleges actually have these huge things going on. Um, they have courses. And the weird thing is, is that there is a community college that's probably about 30 miles away from where I was teaching. And they had courses in industrial painting. They had courses yeah. in plumbing, um, electric, electrical, and the workshop spaces for all of those for that one were probably about a quarter mile from where I was working. And the other, the big PCC had theirs, they had marine welding where the kids could go out there. And they had, oh, they have marine welding. They have all kinds of workshops, not workshops, but actual career paths. They have automotive technician. There's really quite a good program. They have that, but they also have HVAC. They yeah. also have electrician. They have tons of them. Mm. And so... Uh, paramedic training. And and it's all out on Swan Island. Credits went to them, but yeah. So it's... And most of the kids, before they even graduate, they've already landed a job. Very true. Which, good, good which tells you what kind of career path would you rather have? Would you rather have one that's paying you while everybody else is climb, clamoring for the government to forgive their loans <laughs> and you're sitting there and you're saying, what's a loan? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, um, or maybe you did take out a loan so that you could make it during that time because sometimes those schedules can be pretty rigorous for the three to seven months or eight months that you're going through it. But, um, just working with students and and showing them what the availability is. How often are we taking kids out to the um, out to the community colleges to show them what's there, they so that they know. know? They just or, don't know. Yeah, or even having people come in. We used to, you know, I remember in our high school because we never had kids who were all together when um, former students would come in in this last program, but when I was in high school, we'd always have graduates who would come in and talk to us about college or about what life was like in the, in their career as after they kind of taken off. And I have to say the wealthiest person from my high school class never went to college and they run an empire now. Because they were set, they grew up dirt poor. They worked really hard. They had a number of different jobs, and all of a sudden, they found their niche, which was something that was very emotional for them, meant a whole lot to them, and they ended up opening up. I'm not a retirement community empire. Well, there you go. And um, he may may be the happiest too. Who knows? He's very happy. So he's extremely happy. He's written go. he's written at least one book. Oh, he's wow. doing very well. I've checked in with him a few times, and yeah, 
There you yeah, because I was so surprised, and somebody said, "Yeah, that's what it's about." It. Just doing something you enjoy doing, as they say, <laughs> if you enjoyed going to work, you'll never, you'll, you'll never, never work. work. <laughs> you just won't until you get somebody who you who doesn't understand what it is that you do, and they try to suppress it. So yeah, that's the truth. Today, I just taught some <laughs> PE, and I was just hurting. I was hurting cats all day, but I enjoyed it. Oh yeah. <laughs> And it keeps you active. It's never, never a dull moment. Yeah, I don't know why. I just did. I enjoyed it. It would kill some people. They'd go, oh, I hate that. It's like, sorry. I mean, <laughs> you go sit at the desk. I'll do this. <laughs> so, okay. So, we are done. That is it. That is it for so our series. That's the end of our series. All of them. One through 15. One through... No, I'm talking about... Well, our yes. series we did how to build a great alternative school yeah. slash program oh and that oh yes the whole series the whole series more we than are, that hallelujah we're done with that series now so go forth and build one damn it <laughs> or improve the one that you have or yes. rest assured that you are on the right track you can hire so, me because i'd love to get involved with a good program Definitely. Ugh, I would love it because it's it's magical when it happens. <laughs> oh, it truly is. It is. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to let you go, and I'm going to let our listeners go. Okay. I'll and be thank everybody for checking in. Make sure that you subscribe, give us a review, and check in with us and leave us a comment about your thoughts on this and whether or not we left anything out or if you have any questions. So until next week. I will say adieu, adios, and goodbye. Oh.